This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and take control of these airwaves. The number for you, 855-450-FREE. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-855-450-3733. And you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site, so enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. And joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Mark. Uh, don't forget, uh, you can actually create the content of our website, freetalklife.com. Go there. What you see is stuff created by listeners like you. As you go down the page, there's numbered items, news items for the most part. You could find something online that you think is interesting, submit it as show prep over at freetalklive.com, and then others get to vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your suggestion. The most liked make it to the front page and the top of the website, and more people can see them because of that. So go and get interactive over at freetalklive.com. Big news in the cyber war. We haven't done a cyber war story in a while. And unlike your typical war uh, in which, you know, men with guns uh, battle it out on some sort of plot of land somewhere in the world, the cyber war is not in any way similar. Uh, the cyber war is a dis- just a disparate group of activists or hacktivists, as they have been called, uh, many of them calling themselves anonymous or lulzsec or various other uh, terms that have decided to target certain big, uh, big mega corporations as well as the federal government and even local governments like uh, local police agencies, for instance, target them uh, their websites for takedown and or hackings, perhaps replacing uh, police department's homepage with a hacker. You know, we've been here. haha, We own you kind yeah. of uh, page Just and jokes. Right. So uh, so the cyber war has kind of been uh, off and on. It can it can happen whenever anonymous feels as though uh, it wants to launch an attack. And in many cases, what they're doing is uh, what they would probably consider defensive uh, actions. Uh, And today's news is kind of uh, that is related. So what happened first is that the federal government took down a website called Mega Upload. Now, Mega Upload is a site that I've been to before. I've downloaded things from Mega Upload, and a lot of people probably have, without necessarily even realizing what they were doing. Uh, it's one of those sites where you can put things so that other people can get them, kind of thing. Yeah, there are websites. Like a Dropbox. Well, not quite. Dropbox okay. is something where you would. Dropbox is a program, and it's a very useful program, by the way. Uh, where if you have Dropbox, you install this software, and it creates a folder on your computer that is basically an internet folder. It's got like two gigs default. You can you can pay Dropbox to buy more space, mm-hmm. but you can put things in the Dropbox, and then other people, you can share them with other people, and they can put things in, and it's kind of like a neat little file sharing thing. Uh, but you have to have an account to use Dropbox. Okay. There are websites like Mega Upload, and there are so many sites like Mega Upload. It is one of many and these websites allow you to, uh, like RapidShare is another one, they allow you to upload files. And there's usually a certain limit on the uh, the amount of space that a file can take up. So like 200 megabytes or 500 megabytes or something like that. But you can upload any file you want to to this service and it will serve those files out to people. So uh, so there's one of them that uh, that I've used before, which allows allows me to upload things. So if I've got like a show that I need to get to one of my my hosts on LRN.FM or something like that, I'll mm-hmm. just upload it. It's called FileDropper.com. It's the same idea. You just tell this, you know, you upload your file to this. It gives you a link to that file, and then you can share that with people. I have no idea how they make money. I, I have no clue. 
In fact, the news about Mega Upload says that they were transferring all kinds of data, uh, like a significant amount of data was being transferred from this this website, and terabytes and terabytes and yeah, things like that. Like a, a big a big chunk of data was being used by this, uh, or bandwidth was being used by this site. And the feds are basically alleging that they were using it for uh, the purposes of distributing copyrighted materials. But it's an open site. Anyone can post whatever they want there. People were certainly doing that, but yes. they were doing all kinds of things. Right. Again, there's there's no way that it's you like can arresting the mailman for what somebody's put in a letter. Precisely. And so the news is so so. Do you understand what mega upload is? Yes. All right. So now, now with these websites, you can – I guess they, there was ways – okay, so different ways they could make money. They could sell advertising, obviously, on their sure. sites. But also, they did allow people to create accounts. So, for instance, if you wanted to upload a file and not have it, say, disappear after 30 days – because, for instance, if you uploaded a file and no one decided they wanted to download it, then Mega Upload might decide, well, no one's downloading this file, so we're going to cut Oof. it out of our system. Uh-huh. But if people are downloading it, that means people are going to their site. That means people are seeing the advertisements. So I guess they felt like it was okay to keep it in their system if people were actually downloading it. But if you uploaded something just to try to store it there, you'd get wiped out. So they would sell accounts to people with the idea of, okay, well, you can upload stuff and we won't erase your files if you buy an account with us. Or you can buy an account with us and we'll make it so you can upload a gigabyte instead of 200 megabytes or something like that, right? So they right. had they had a pitch that was probably working because according to the news, uh, the company had earned over $175 million in what the feds called illegal profits through advertising revenue. Mega- illegal profits through advertising revenue. Right. Well, the the idea is here that uh, this was all about copyright infringement, and so therefore every dollar they made was illegal. Gotcha. Which is absurd. But nonetheless, they've shut it down. MegaUpload.com has been taken down by the FBI as the Justice Department unsealed an indictment charging seven people associated with the site. The 72-page indictment handed down by a federal grand jury in Virginia charges seven people, including their founders, with conspiracy. Can you imagine what this is like? You set up a site with the intention of uh, putting together a viable business. Things just get rolling. And the federal government comes in and arrests all of you. It's crazy. I mean, I just stumbling along, you know, doing your business, uh, trying to build a business and having no idea. These people weren't dealing coke. They had likely no idea. How would they? I, and there's, they're not saying here that they were pirating the movies. Why would you why would you start your own website just so you could upload pirated movies to it? There are plenty of other ways to uh, to distribute pirated movies today, like torrents and things like that. Uh, but. So, no, I mean, we don't have any idea what all the posts are on the Free Talk Live BBS right now. Nope. We don't have a, a system of reviewing and approving every single file. In fact, Mega Upload, if you upload a zip file with a password on it or, an, or a RAR file, some sort of an archive package, like if you had a bunch of files and you wanted to put them all into one, you yep. would use a zip or a RAR or one of these This could very files. well be Russian spies transferring the microfilm back and forth for all could they know. It could be anything. It could be anything. If, if I upload a passworded file to Mega Upload, they don't even know. They couldn't possibly find out what's in it unless they wanted to run some sort of even a crazy Password tracking to, program. Uh, try to imagine what it would be like, how much, how labor and intensive it would be to try to go through all these files. Impossible. Like it's I said, it's like impossible. holding the mailman responsible for the letters he's re- delivering. Right. It's it's humanly impossible to to regulate this. But if it becomes the case, if they get convictions on this gun, they've just been they arrested. got a grand jury indictment. I know. I mean, these, these grand juries will do anything. They're th- told they're, though. Th- mouth breathing 
morons. I'm sorry. Right. You know, and people you talk at- about the jury system and how great it is and stuff like that. To me, it's a study in human behavior and uh, basically like the Milgram experiment where they show how people bow to authority. To authority, it's true. I mean, juries, I'm no fan of many of the decisions they make, that's for sure. And grand juries are more obedient than the average jury. In fact, if you look at a case like uh, Bernard von Nothaus from the Liberty Dollar, you've got a perfect example of how the the jury just they just don't care about freedom. You know, they indicted uh, Bernard von Nothaus and convicted him of counterfeiting when he made his own currency to compete with the federal government's currency. His his currency existed specifically to be a competitor to them, not try to imitate them. And uh, well, anyway. All that aside, I think they got uh, a better case on Bernard than they do on these people. The indictment charges that the mega conspiracy has for more than five years operated websites that willfully distributed pirated movies, often before their theatrical release, and other illegal copies of copyrighted works, earning the company over $175 million in so-called illegal profits through advertising revenue. Mega Upload is also charged with money laundering by paying uploaders through an uploader reward program and paying other companies to host the pirated content. As of the afternoon of January 19th, the website MegaUpload.com had not been redirected and requests are simply timing out. But the story doesn't end there because the hacktivists were not so happy with this. And they decided, those of them, uh, some of them calling themselves anonymous, decided to wage an attack not only on the White House, whitehouse.gov, but also the Department of Justice and a number of other websites. We'll come back with more and tell you what's going on in the cyber war at 855-450-FREE if you'd like to comment. Free Talk Live. DigHitPress.com is your home for illustrated science fiction and adventure. Escape from Terra, Volume 2, continues the bold adventures of intrepid space pioneers as they find wealth, freedom, and a giant Elvis hit in interplanetary space. Phoenix Crumb is where Swashbuckle meets Steampunk in this offbeat space pirate saga written by L. Neil Smith and illustrated by Scott Beezer. Both books are $14.95 each and available now at BigHitPress.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com. Get interactive on the Free Talk Live BBS at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's where you can pick up show notes. Uh, you can also interact with other Free Talk Live listeners, bbs.freetalklive.com. It's free. You know, it's hard to set aside time in your day to read anymore. It's important to read. It's important to know these things. But it's hard to set aside the time. I was really pulled in a lot of directions uh, about this issue at one point. But I found audiobooks. Audiobooks allow me to get in the reading that I need to do while I can do other things, whether it's exercising or, um, you know, working out or in some cases uh, commuting to, to work. Um, you know, I could just put it on in the car. And it'll work for you. Audible.com is the leading provider of premium digital audio information and entertainment. They've got all the categories you can imagine, fiction and nonfiction, business, classics, history. Just looking at their website here and uh, seeing the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Tom Clancy's Locked On, um, Hunger Games and Catching Fire, Steve Jobs' uh, biography. 
uh, you know, a freedom novel by Jonathan Franzen. All these books, they're very popular right now. Lots of people wish they could uh, could read them, wish they had the time, and they just can't do it. Audible makes it fast, easy, and affordable for you. So all you have to do is go to audiblepodcast.com slash FTL, enter in your information. They'll, they, they demand from you a credit card, but you'll get your first audio book completely free. If you cancel within 14 days, no penalty whatsoever. Um, if not, then they'll uh, begin to ping you and you'll be, get audio books every month. It's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL to get your first free audio book. We're talking about the latest in the cyber war. You're certainly welcome to comment, especially if you are involved, perhaps, in the current attack that is happening as we speak against the Department of Justice, against the White House, uh, according to Russia Today, RT.com, uh, that uh, the hacktivists are retaliating on the WhiteHouse.gov website, as well as the Department of Justice, Universal Music Group, RIAA, and Motion uh, Motion Picture Association of America. Uh, all of those sites had been taken down at some point uh, today. Department of Justice is sort of back up. I tried going, uh, tried going to its website during the break, and it is loading very slowly. I believe they are attacking uh, the White House is website. Dial, denial of service attack? Yes, I believe they are attacking the White House site uh, as we speak. According to Gizmodo.com, the federal bust of Mega Upload is what has riled up the anonymous attackers. The retaliatory strike against the Department of Justice site left them completely dead. The down for everyone or just me.com is reporting the department site is universally nuked. And an anonymous affiliated Twitter account is boasting success. This is almost certainly the result of a quickly assembled DDoS attack and easily the widest in scope and ferocity we've seen in some time. If you had any doubts, anonymous is still a hacker wrecking ball. Doubt no more. The combination of the hacking nebula's SOPA animosity, they've been a vocal opponent of the bill since its inception, combined with today's sudden mega upload news where they've uh, charged the operators of megaupload.com with so-called conspiracy to distribute copyrighted content has it just ma- sounds ridiculous on its face it is ridiculous uh, again mega upload just a website that allows you to upload files to it the idea that that's somehow an in- intended to be for copyright infringement purposes is ludicrous uh, hundreds upon hundreds of non-operatives are in a plotting frenzy, chatting about which site will go down next. In Anon's eyes, the government and media interests are responsible for the undue destruction of Mega Upload and the arrest of four of its operators. So it will be exactly those entities that are feeling the pain right now. Pretty much every company that makes movies, TV, or music, along with the entirety of the federal government, is in Anonymous's crosshairs. Uh, the Anonymous group... Claimed throughout the day, there's several updates to this story. So throughout the day, uh, they took down the RIAA, Universal Music Group's website, mpaa.org. Uh, affected sites are bouncing in and out of life and at the very least super slow to load. Anon agents are currently trying to coordinate DDoS attacks in the same direction via Internet Relay Chat. They have attacked the U.S. Copyright Office. Uh, in addition to that... RT claims the largest coordinated attack in Anonymous's history. Over 5,600 DDoS zealots are blasting at once. The Anonymous DDoS planning committee is chittering so quickly it's making my laptop fan spin, writes this author. And major record label BMI is down for the count as well. In addition, they're also going after international sites. French copyright authority HADOPI has bitten the dust under Anon pressure. So uh, the attacks continue here as we uh, are we speaking. You know, I wonder – 
So many of these sites, I mean, the government could really care less whether it's gov- where, whether its sites are up or not. I mean, it, it might be annoying to them, but it doesn't uh, do anything to them. I mean, there's plenty of government agencies that can't keep us – that when they do True. keep a site up, it's it function, it, 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 uh, you know, unfunctional it's garbage. Yeah. So, um, you know, that doesn't matter to them. I wonder about like EM, uh, what was BMI, uh, mm-hmm. about their site. Is, does that have any value to them? Are they losing any money? Or are these just organizations that essentially make money off of intellectual property and don't really care about their sites are up or not? Good question. I, I, I don't know the answer to that, Mark. I mean, there may be a handful of clients that might try to reach their website today and find that it's not there. But I think ultimately you're right uh, that, uh, you know, the, this isn't a huge deal in the scheme of things, but it is symbolic, right? Mm-hmm. It's symbolic that the the hacktivists are able to do this and that it, it kind of makes the federal government look like, you know, the federal government says, well, we're here to keep you safe, right? And that we're here to protect you. Mm-hmm. And their their pitch on things like SOPA and these other governmental uh, plots that they kind of have going on behind the scenes to increase cybersecurity. There's the, there's the uh, what was the proposal they had where they were essentially going to regulate everyone's security schemes across the internet? Like, you want these people to handle your security? They can't handle a DDoS attack, so what, what makes you think that, uh, that they can handle your security. Right. It just basically catches them with their pants down. And I think that there's some I think there's some value in that in, in pointing that I'm out. I'm not saying it's not a value. I'm just saying you know what what is the value? I think it would be great if the uh, the anonymous group were able to actually upload a virus or something into the federal government's uh, servers and physically destroy their data. That would be awesome. Like if they could actually accomplish something like that, of course, they, if they did, we probably wouldn't be hearing about it because odds are good if like, you know, if like the FBI or somebody like that ended up getting a, some sort of anonymous virus in their system and just wiped out their computer system, they'd probably keep that as hush hush as they possibly could because they mm. wouldn't want to admit uh, to having been screwed so hard uh, by anonymous. But they didn't w- admit to this and probably won't admit to this. Well, right, but this is obvious because uh, you know Anonymous is is pointing that out publicly, sure. and anyone can verify it by simply trying to visit the RIAA website. I'm being told that site is still down as we speak. So, again, I think this is the very beginning of the cyber war. Who knows what other things the Anonymous folks are plotting behind the scenes? We've certainly seen they're very effective at attacking websites, but... What else are they up to? What else would they like to accomplish? What are they working on? What's coming next? 855-450-FREE. If anybody out there is in the anonymous uh, loop, feel free to give us a call and let us know. 1-855-450-3733. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. And I just verified RIAA.com is not responding to web requests at the moment. So they're out and many other websites are as well. You can take control of your airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. From filmmaker A.I. Wintermute comes the feature-length documentary, Liberty in Our Lifetime. It chronicles the real-life activists who have moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project and the many ways in which they seek to live free. But he needs your help to get this important story off the ground. Visit libertydocumentary.com, watch the trailer, and find out how you can help bring this film to life. That's libertydocumentary.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in, toll free, bring up anything you want. 
855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com, and it will give you the features that you find on the site there completely free. So enjoy those on us again, freetalklive.com. And archives are included. If you've missed a moment of the show, don't worry about it. We've got them for you. Going all the way back to 2006, all completely free over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy. Now that the holidays uh, have come and gone, it's time to get serious about your New Year's resolutions. For 2012, resolve to protect your most valuable asset, your family. Daily, we hear about all the things happening around the world, unemployment, inflation, food shortages, natural disasters, just to name a few. For my preparation, I recommend wisefoodstorage.com. Wisefoodstorage.com offers delicious, ready-made meals like cheesy lasagna and savory stroganoff that are packaged for freshness in individual metal mylar pouches that carry a 25-year shelf life. They come in plastic totes. You can stack them up right in the garage or down in the basement, wherever they'll be safe. Keeps the critters out. Visit wisefoodstorage.com today and receive a free entree sample. When you go to their website, uh, right at the top, it's uh, you can get a free sample. Uh, mention Free Talk Live in the pull-down menu, if you would, please. There's uh, For a limited time, you can also use coupon code FTL to get no-cost shipping on any order. It's wisefoodstorage.com or 855-FOODWISE. Promo code FTL. For a free sample, free shipping on any order, peace of mind, the greatest gift you can give the ones you love, wisefoodstorage.com. Toll-free number here tonight, 855-450-FREE. Sure would love to hear from anybody involved in the current attack going on against various federal government websites and major uh, record labels, the RIAA, MPAA. Uh, Anonymous is laying them out and taking their websites offline with DDoS attacks because... Earlier today or yesterday, the FBI took down MegaUpload.com and announced uh, the arrest of four people behind it. Now, according to the Wall Street Journal, MegaUpload is actually based in Hong Kong. So they've indicted operators of a website that isn't even based in the United States. I don't even know what to say about that. And they've arrested, apparently, uh, some of these people already, from what I understand. Uh, But again, uh, more details here. As a result of this, the anonymous group has decided to go on the attack. I checked again over at uh, justice.gov. It is down right now, not responding at all to uh, server requests. The White House website's responding quickly, so I'm wondering if that was maybe misinformation that they were attacking the White House site, because if they were attacking the site, it would be down and or almost completely unresponsive as the Justice Department site is right now. Uh, There's an anonymous uh, channel over at Twitter. It is called Anon Daily, A-N-O-N Daily where they're reporting various different sites that they have taken down. Like, Did they mention whitehouse.gov? Uh, you know what? I don't see that. He- oh, it says, yeah, it says whitehouse.gov on their way down back an hour ago, but it does not seem like they have had success. The government uh, with, springs back! With that one. So uh, the Department of Justice, uh, again, has been taken down, and uh, there's more here from Gawker.com. The evil new tactic behind Anonymous's massive mega-upload revenge attack 
Anonymous is in the middle of a huge revenge spree after the Fed shut down Mega Upload, but they're using an evil new tactic that appears to be boosting their firepower by exploiting people who simply click a link. The Department of Justice, MPAA, and Universal Music websites have all been taken down in the past hour, part of Operation Megaload, which is shaping up to be the biggest anonymous campaign in months. Now, here's one reason they've been able to muster so much firepower. Anonymous members are distributing a link that ropes internet users into an illegal DDoS attack against these websites simply by clicking it. The link is being shared widely on Twitter and in anonymous chat rooms, often with no context except that it relates to Operation Megalode. I clicked it a few minutes ago because it was being spammed in an anonymous chat room and found myself instantly DDoSing UniversalMusic.com, my computer rapidly pinging the page with no way to stop except quickly closing the window. Hmm. The link is a page on the anonymous web hosting uh, site, PasteHTML. It link loads a web-based version of the program Anonymous has used for years to DDoS websites, what they call the low-orbit ion cannon. I love, I just, I just love the name of that thing. <laughs> <laughs> when activated... Isn't that something to do with Star Wars, the low-orbit ion cannon? No? I don't know. I don't know. Low or LOIC rapidly reloads a target website. This is how it works. And if enough users point LOIC at a site at once, it can crash from the traffic. So it shouldn't be illegal to to load a website, right? I mean, that's essentially all this program does. Is it? It's it's querying the web server and saying, "Hey, I'd like a copy of your web page." Over and over again. Uh-huh. And if enough people do that together, the site goes down. I wouldn't propose to know. I mean, legal, uh, nothing. I, I haven't figured out anything yet that makes sense that's legal. Um, you know, I mean, it's just uh, the, the whole government, the government and their laws does, don't make any sense to me at all. So I'm not going to propose to know. Judging from a Twitter search, the link is being shared at a rate of about four times per minute, mostly by Spanish-speaking users for some reason. The thing is, DDoSing is a criminal offense. Because they won't know that they're doing it, for one. <laughs> that could earn you 10 years in prison if you do it intentionally. With previous versions of LOIC, participants had to acknowledge this risk and press a button labeled fire. But now it appears some enterprising anonymous member has retooled it, so it automatically fires if you click an unassuming link and simply leave a weapon, uh, leave a window which apparently is a weapon now, uh, open. It's completely evil, according to Gawker, and could could lead to huge numbers of witless Internet users inadvertently attacking, say, the Department of Justice by clicking a poorly labeled link they stumble across on Twitter. Could which, lead to uh, wit, uh, you know, lots of internet, witless Internet users going after lots of witless Internet users. It also renders today's attacks largely meaningless. Anonymous previous attacks and what political power they had because they were acts of conscious protest. Participants knew what they were getting into. This recent round seems to be not much better than a Facebook worm. The safest thing now would be to avoid clicking anything to do with Operation Megalode or Anonymous, especially if it's a mysterious paste HTML link. Although I have to say that uh, I think this is brilliant on their part. I, I get what Gawker's saying here. Gawker's afraid. Uh, the, the author here is afraid for the poor saps that will end up clicking this link without realizing that it will result in an attack on uh, the you know an attack on a government website. So they're they're concerned for their internet users, and I get that people are afraid of the government. But on the other hand, think about it from Anonymous's perspective here. This is brilliant. If they can get other people involved who wouldn't normally take the risk, who wouldn't normally choose to take the risk of involving themselves in a DDoS attack, if they can involve – let's say let's say Anonymous is normally 
200 or 1,000 people or something like that. I, mean, uh-huh. I don't know. But let's say there are 1,000 anonymous people who nor- normally would engage in this DDoS attack with consent. Like they know exactly what they're doing. They realize that they're running this low-orbit low ion cannon thing, and they know exactly what they're doing. But then you bring in 10,000 more participants simply by putting a, a link out there who click this link, and they become part of the attack. Yeah, I see the concern that the federal government's going to pick one of their IP addresses – Trace it back to them and say, all right, we're bringing you up on charges there, buddy. But how many people can they really do that with? I mean, if they if they go after some grandfather who clicked the link because he was curious about what Anonymous was doing and ended up being part of this. I mean, if they bring 10,000 people on to to run this attack, how many criminal cases can the federal government legitimately make against somebody, especially against someone who well, their position is, I didn't know what I was doing. Motive is extraordinarily important and they must prove it in this circumstance, um, you know, clicking on a link when you don't know what that link is going to do isn't criminal clicking on the link when you know what it's going to do could be construed as criminal um so therefore it's uh it's essentially chaff um you know it's it it, i don't know how to just describe it when a when a missile is after an airplane uh, a fighter jet it will release these sort of uh metal bits to confuse the missile is chaff and these are essentially chaff in order to confuse the uh the the situation i don't know that i think that it's uh it is it the most upright thing to do no i wouldn't say that it is however I, I, you know, it doesn't seem like the worst thing somebody can do on the Internet either. Right. What liability does someone actually have for clicking a link on the Internet? So I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to paste this link into the Free Free Talk Live Facebook over at facebook.freetalklive.com. And if you accidentally click the link, then, uh, you know, maybe you'll accidentally join the DDoS attack here. So I'll do that here in a moment. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. The state owns the land, but they don't own the water. If they threaten you in your home, you can try to escape their tentacles by packing the car, leaving your house and much you've worked for, and hope to cross their borders. But if you lived on a boat, you weigh anchor and sail away. Not just any boat, a life yacht. It's a stable catamaran as big as a house that purifies its own water, generates its own power, grows its own food, and has a shallow draft to be able to get a car or SUV ashore. You can be involved for $1,000 and a commitment as little as eight months. EricksonCouncil.com This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the various different uh, websites that we have there for you. Again, over at Free Talk Live, the various different features we have there for you. I've got websites on the brain here. It's all we've been talking about this hour. Over at freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, go to promote.freetalklive.com. Get a free bumper sticker. Uh, you can also uh, you can get, hook up with free web graphics and banners and high-res graphics you can use to create whatever it is you might like over at promote.freetalklive.com. 
If you've ever been the victim of an injustice, whether it's uh, the government bringing a lawsuit against you or somebody else doing something to you that you needed to bring a lawsuit against them, but decided to do nothing about it because attorneys are just too expensive, Jurisdictionary.com is a course for you. It's a course for people who don't have attorneys. It arms you with the information on how to use the court's rules, how to make motions, uh, get evidence, uh, do all the things that you need to be able to do, make objections. Until you know these rules, you're fighting in the dark. It works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts, courts all around the world that use the English common law system, and it costs less than an hour with any good attorney. The 4CD course is so easy, the average 8th grader can learn it in a weekend. You can visit Jurisdictionary.com. Download the free tools they have there for you, the free legal flowchart, the free weekly tips and tactics, newsletters. Use the free legal dictionary, watch the free videos, then buy the course, Jurisdictionary.com. Remember to use the pull-down menu when you check out. Let them know you heard it from Free Talk Live. It's Jurisdictionary.com. All right, so we've been talking about Anonymous's attack. It's going on as we speak against the Department of Justice, as well as other websites across the internet uh, the riaa's website has been taken down and a number of other record uh, recording industry motion picture uh, industry websites uh, department of justice they supposedly were attacking the white house but it doesn't appear as they've been successful with that uh, there's also interesting news out of gawker.com where they're explaining the new tactic that anonymous is using to bring people into this attack without their consent without their knowledge which i think is on one hand, you know, yeah, I get that it's sneaky, but on the other hand, so what? Nobody's being harmed in this particular case. It's not like you're, you know, you're bringing somebody in to stab someone with a knife and they don't know it. Uh, you're just there's a there's a web link that's been going around Twitter where if you click that link, then it will take you to a website where an app will load that will just start attacking the Department of Justice's website with web requests. That's all it does. And so people are inadvertently or unknowingly clicking this link, and they are being taken to this website where their computers are joining in the de- denial of service attack against the Department of Justice, and they may not even realize what uh, what is going on when they do this. So I have uh, taken the liberty of pasting this link into our Facebook page at facebook.freetalklive.com, and actually – you experienced my frustration during the break, Mark. I was trying to pass a CAPTCHA because sometimes when Facebook – you know, Facebook's got a, a detection system of some sort. And if it detects something that it considers questionable, it will ask you to identify yourself basically by putting a CAPTCHA into their system. And I was typing in the CAPTCHAs and I was being very careful about it and I kept – it kept telling me I was wrong. Uh-huh. And uh, so I kept putting them in and I kept putting them in and it kept telling me I was wrong. Like I know I'm not mess- – I know I couldn't possibly fail to CAPTCHA this many times. And I think what Facebook has done is they have banned this particular link. I see. So I was unable to paste that link. So I went to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y, which Uh-oh. is a neat little website that allows you to take a long link and turn it into something short. Sure. So I went there, pasted the uh, the link in question into bit.ly, and bit.ly recognized it as well and said uh, this website could be dangerous. It could potentially you know harm your computer, etc. But bit.ly will give you the link to the actual site. So I put the Bitly link over in at uh, Free Talk Live's Facebook page. Facebook is unable to to notice that there's a problem with uh, with that link. So if you wanted to, you could go and join the uh, denial of service attack simply by clicking the link you'll find on the Free Talk Live Facebook page at facebook.freetalklive.com. Jeez, you're gonna get into big trouble. Why? I'm just I'm just pasting a link, Mark. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, as we continue here, Robert is in Virginia. You're on Free Talk Live. Robert. 
Hi, gentlemen. How are you? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I uh, I have a, a maybe a unique perspective. I uh, used to be the security officer for one of the first Tier 1 Internet service providers, and I'm currently the security officer at a company that provides things for personal privacy on the Internet. And i got to tell you, a little bit of what I've heard here, I'm kind of surprised to hear from folks whom I would otherwise consider to be conscientious libertarians. What do you mean? And Well, I think if, if you're talking about the initiation of coercion, um, I don't think it's fair to say, and I, and I will preface this by saying, I have as much probably frustration and disdain for some of these organizations as I think you folks do, and certainly even the United States government, you know, I believe has its share of tyrannical moments. But you're what when you say you're not hurting anybody, I think it's a reach. I mean, disrupting somebody's business, even if I happen to think their business is detestable. The Department of Justice is, is not a business. It's an act of coercion, and I the, think you've just Robert, done a great Robert, office. I'm sorry, Robert, but you're incorrect. The Department of Justice is not a business. That's a government office. No, I'm talking about the RIA and the MPAA and BMI and Universal and those guys. Well, you know, I, I see where you're coming from, but these are businesses who are teaming up with the government in order to crush uh, freedom. So I don't, I can't really say I feel sorry for them. I mean, you want to get, you want to team up with I a criminal agree. gang, then you're going to get what's coming to you. I agree, but what about my friend? I have a friend since high school who's been a, a successful musician who is on a label, not a bad guy, not interested in trampling people's freedom, gets paid through those folks. You know, if and I'm just going to suggest, if you were to disrupt the business processes that result in, in these arguably innocent folks, you know, for example, not getting paid, I think you'd have a pretty tough justification there. Well, um, I think that so, when you're so talking about, I would caution you about it's admittedly titillating. Believe me, I'm a hacker, right? I get it, but but I don't think you can blithely say unless you're willing to to really be a softer. To, to argue that no one gets hurt when you do these things, and then if you talk so, my about question the is to, justice, the, to you this one: What is a person who is understandably outraged by thirteen people being taken away to jail for what appears to be no reason whatsoever? Um, you know the the what, uh, the folks what mega to, upload? You mean the mega up mega upload? This is what started it all off. Yeah. Um, you know right. they're they're outraged by the government's uh, hoped intrusion with SOPA and PIPA. Uh, what is a person that is outraged by injustices committed with impunity? And backed up by organizations like, uh, you know, the the BMI and, and these sorts of organizations, what is what is a person who's outraged supposed to do? Well, I mean, I can tell you in my case, I've been one of the guys working behind the scenes with a number of people who have written these letters that have these uh, technical documents that have gone to the government with regard to SOPA. Um, you know, some of us are working it, but we're not making a lot of noise about it. We're just trying to work it. And I'm not talking about work within the system. I'm just talking about providing accurate technical data. Do you think it was the accurate technical the data? The is or, lying through their teeth about things. Do you think it's the accurate um, technical data, or do you think it's the absolute outrage that caused SOPA to, to perhaps die a death today? It was, it was a combination of things. If you look at what had happened immediately before the 18th, there had already been some backpedaling, and there was actually a hearing scheduled for the 24th where they were finally going to invite, quote, the nerds, unquote, 
to talk to them since we basically hadn't been able to get a word in in any of the other hearings because um, they were all stacked except for the one poor lady from Google. So, you know, my point is, I get it. I'm outraged about this stuff, too. But as a guy who used to get the phone calls at 4 o'clock in the morning when my customers would get hacked, I got to tell you, you know, even something advocating something like, again, as much as I have frustration with the government, advocating uploading a virus to the government is reckless and kind of irresponsible. Because wait, wait, wait. You're saying advocating uploading a virus to the government is reckless and irresponsible? I, I do, because, for example, on the Justice Department's website is a place where people who have been defrauded on the Internet can submit complaints. Now, do I like everything the Justice Department does? Absolutely not. However, depriving somebody of the service when they've been defrauded certainly is not advancing the cause of liberty in any measurable sense that I can think of. You think people actually get service from the Department of Justice? Well, I have on occasion. How many people do you think have uh, complained about being defrauded on the Internet and and gotten justice out of the Department of Justice versus how many large companies have demanded that they're in a quote-unquote intellectual property, their monopoly privilege on a, on a given piece of information, which is ones and zeros, um, versus how many companies have demanded protection in that area and gotten it? What well, do you think as I, a percentage? I will tell you, it, it's been frustrating to me, too. There, there have been times, and, and you're talking to a guy who remembers the FBI computer crime squad when it was two people, uh, and it's, it's way more than that now. Robert, but, thanks, uh, thanks for the call tonight, man. I appreciate it. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Americans are losing their wealth. People are rioting in the streets. For years, the American people have ignored the assaults on our liberty. The book, In Plain Sight, The Disregarded Truth, not only reveals the truth and the deceptive tactics that have caused the decline of our liberty, but also identifies and explains how we, the American people, can restart what was once a free America. It's time to wake up, protect our liberty, and return the government back to its proper role. It's time to know the truth. Order In Plain Sight, The Disregarded Truth, today at Amazon.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. As we launch here into the second hour of the program tonight with you, it's Ian. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, of course, over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on our site completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Uh, you can actually control the content of the site. So you find something online you want to share with our listeners, you can do that. You just submit it as show prep. Others can vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your suggestion. You get to vote on things, too. And the most voted up make it to the front page and the top of the site over at freetalklive.com. Tonight we've been talking about the uh, the takedown of Mega Upload by the federal government, accusing them of running a service that was uh, designed to help facilitate the violation of so-called copyright law. Mega Upload says, what are you talking about? This is just a website where, where people, people are allowed upload to upload stuff. stuff. And so they're not the only website that allows folks to do that. Uh, there are other sites like uh, RapidShare.com, 
also very similar to Mega Upload, uh, Media Fire, a file, rather, excuse me, Media Fire, uh, You Send It is another one of them, Minus, and of course there's also Dropbox, which is similar. These are all sites that allow you to uh, get to free accounts and, and upload whatever you want uh, to the sites, and the site owners and operators have no idea what you're using their account for. It could be to share uh, copyrighted files, it could be to share your video of your child that you want to, you know, mark your wife is down in Florida right now, and if she took a video of Jack that was really large and she couldn't send it to you via email, she could use one of these file sharing services to upload the file to the service and then send you an email with the link in it, and you could easily quickly download the file. We use these kind of fi- uh, th- services on a pretty regular basis. People send commercials this way um, to, you know, Free Talk Live. That's not copyrighted material. At least it's not material that's, that w- is being used in a violation of a copyright. So as a result of this takedown of Mega Upload and the indictments, uh, the charging of several of their operators with federal criminal conspiracy charges, uh, I believe they're felony charges, as a result of that, uh, the anonymous group, uh, the anonymous activist group out there has decided to attack the Department of Justice and other websites like uh, Recording Industry Association of America and more with a denial of service attack. We just had a guy on the phone a moment ago saying he was disappointed in what we were saying, that uh, he believes that attacking these websites is wrong, that uh, it, it, he... I could understand the distinction he was if he was making a distinction saying, well, it's wrong to attack a private business's website just on the basis that, you know, they may have legitimate customers and clients and folks that are trying to use their website for legitimate purposes. You know, that kind of makes sense. I wouldn't necessarily be the first in line to advocate someone attack the RIAA's website. I'm not sad the to see RIAA it go down. Is basically an organization meant to interface between um you know, music companies and the the government in the form of intellectual property. I mean, that's it is it's almost it's a quasi governmental agency essentially. It's a repre- it's a lobbying firm more or less. I'm not sad to see those sites go down because I agree with you, Mark. I think they are basically you know pretty connected to the government. But when you when it comes to the Department of Justice website, pff, so what? And I say of- take them out. A denial of service. Um, you know, I mean, it, I don't know. I, I mean. It's requesting a web page. That's what the web page is there for, to be requested. Right. Yes, it is a weakness in that web page, but I, you know, I mean, I don't know. I... So the claim here is if you request the web page too much, then that becomes a denial of service attack and becomes a federal crime. What if you just sit there on your computer and keep refreshing? Is I don't that know not how, enough? I don't know how often, how many times per minute is the required uh, threshold to pass to become an, a denial of service attack. Right. I'm not certain about that. Uh, but nonetheless, these sites have been taken down, and the interesting development is there's now a, a website, or there's now a link that allows you to click and join the attack inadvertently, perhaps. You may have uh, come across this link. Someone could simply share this link. It's you know just an unassuming-looking link. Someone could simply share this link on their Twitter feed or their Facebook page, and then someone else could click it, and they wouldn't have any idea, necessarily, that they're participating in the denial-of-service attack. But they did anything, necessarily. Right. I, I, you know, hearing about it, I certainly wouldn't click on it because I'm not interested in getting a visit from these people. But, um, you know, I think you're a fool for having done so. According to who? who what? Who's, what? Who's done what? 
I'm not going to propose to know what you've done. Oh, yeah. I, I haven't said I've done anything. What I have done is I've pasted the link on the Free Talk Live Facebook page. So if someone wanted to click the link, they could easily find the link uh, in order to click it. And as, uh, as Anthony points pasting it doesn't seem like a good idea to me. As Anthony points out on uh, the Free Talk Live Facebook page, he says that you need to be anonymized before you click the link. Otherwise, the feds could come and visit. He says not only that, if they have a warrant, they could enter your premises and seize all of your computers which i think presents, great. presents a real problem because a lot of networks have open wi-fi for instance so if you were to go to say oh i don't know your local favorite restaurant with open wi-fi like say panera bread and you were to click the link there would they be able to come in and just take panera's computers from them sounds like they would because the only way the, the only they're thing not going to do that though well, who knows? They're going to do residents. Okay, well, whatever, Mark. Do you see my point? If you yes. were to go on someone oh, else's it's, Wi-Fi... It's a, it's a convoluted, stupid mess from the get-go. It's crazy. If you use and someone else's the, Wi-Fi... The suggestion then... that the caller made was that people should be better than the government. And I kind of understand that, but to some extent, I wonder whether you'll ever get any kind of movement um, from the government if you're constantly giving them sort of the benefit of acting, you know, justly with them. You know, the government's not a just organization. It doesn't run itself in a just fashion. If it did, it wouldn't have assumed power over a landmass through violence Mm -hmm. and threats of violence, and it wouldn't be extracting taxes through violence and, and threats of violence. I mean, if it was a just organization, it wouldn't operate this way. I don't know at what point one who is just says, I'm sick and tired of a, this unjust behavior and I'm going to do something about it. And then, you know, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I get the caller's uh, you know, concern, but at the same time, I don't know. What, what's, what are they supposed to do? What is Anonymous supposed to do? So I don't have a problem with it personally, people uh, going after the federal government's websites. I don't see why anyone would object to it. I, the, the best the caller could come up with is that the DOJ has a form where if you've been ripped off online, you can fill out this form. As though you know the Department of Justice is really going to care that someone stole your credit card number uh, online or whatever. And look, if it's a real problem, if you've really been scammed and you feel like the federal government's going to somehow help you, call their 800 number. You know, Look them up in the phone book. Use old tech. If their website's down, then you can contact them through other means. I don't see this as a problem at all. But we'd love your thoughts at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. And if it's true that the federal government just comes along and just steals people's computers, if they find like if they find the IP address of Panera uh, attacking them with this denial-of-service attack, they'll just go in and steal their computers? Wouldn't that mean that anyone who had an enemy out there, all they'd have to do is simply break into a, uh, you know, break into someone's network, or if it's an open network, just log into that network and then just start running a DDoS attack from that that person's uh, IP address in order to guarantee them a web visit, in order to guarantee them a visit from the FBI and a confiscation of all their computers. One would assume that that would be the case, right? So, I mean, I guess that's a good but, reason to secure your networks. But all that said, you know, like, for instance, around here, Mark, the Free, Free Talk Live studio, we've got, what, at least 10 different people that are co-hosts on the show or something like that. They all have passwords to the network. There's no reason why those folks wouldn't be able to get on and, like, right now, sitting outside a van from this, you know, in the studio, 
you start running the denial of service attack. How would I be aware of that as a network administrator? I, I could wouldn't. be doing it right now. You could be. And I would have no idea. And I wouldn't do it. I certainly wouldn't tell anybody that I would do it. 855-450-FREE is the number here. Kevin's in Indy listening to WXNT. Kevin, what's on your mind tonight? Oh, you're talking about my favorite subject of all time, downloading. Okay, go I'm, for it. I'm a big user of uh, Pirate Bay and also of uh, EZTV. Now, if I could purchase an HBO show like, uh, you know, a Boardwalk Empire, you know, the em- that particular... Uh, episode for five dollars and it could be downloaded to my account i do it but they don't even offer it so they're they're their own worst enemy let's talk more about it in a moment here kevin if you'd like stick with us 855-453 i didn't know hbo wasn't offering it as i understand it showtime has started offering one-offs on their website but i'm not positive on that 855-450-3733 join us on the air join us online as well freetalklive.com we're coming up Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live, the toll-free number for you to bring in whatever you want, 855-450-FREE. Take control of these airwaves at 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features we have there for you. Freetalklive.com features including our Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of the program. Go to shrine.freetalklive.com to see them. And if you're a lady listener, you can get details on how to become part of the Shrine at shrine.freetalklive.com. Bitcoins, they're the world's first free market peer-to-peer digital cash. They can be used anywhere in the world without needing permission from any government or corporation. They can't be counterfeited or inflated. And now you can buy them with a credit card or PayPal. Memory Dealers is proud to offer physical Bitcoins that you can hold in your hands. But they can also be transferred back into normal digital form at any time. They make great conversation starters and gifts. Be sure, uh, be part of the currency that is uh, transforming the world. Buy your Bitcoins at MemoryDealers.com. Again, it's MemoryDealers.com. All right, we're going to continue here with your calls, your thoughts. Also, just an update on the anonymous attack on the federal government of various record labels and such. Looks like the FBI's website is now down. FBI.gov is not responding to uh, web requests as the Justice Department's uh, servers were also attacked earlier tonight. We continue here with Kevin listening in Indy to WXNT. Go ahead, Kevin. Uh, Basically, what I was talking about, I I only have... uh high-speed internet i do not have cable so hbo if you belong you know if you want to buy prepaid or whatever it's called pay-per-view then i believe one of those you can buy the shows in advance or just buy single episodes but i'm i'm talking about if i just wanted to call or dial up hbo and just download it directly for them for say five dollars but they won't offer that that that's one way they could keep people from being pirates so then, but I can go online then and download it from somebody that download, saw it in Sweden and downloaded it, mm-hmm. and I can have it within a couple hours after the show has been on on air. 
Yep, that's true. Uh, I think that I'm the kind of person who wants to see the product first and then decide whether or not I think it's it's worth purchasing. So I wouldn't be one of those people that would uh, would buy prior to seeing the product. But if I see a show that I like, then I, I'll usually go and buy a DVD or something like that after the fact. That's what I did with Jay Edgar. Um, I saw a camcorder version of it, loved it, and then went to the theater and saw it. Not once, not twice, but three times. Wow. And I would recommend you see that because that's the early beginnings of the government taking control of our lives. Excellent, Kevin. Well, thanks for the for sharing tonight. Anything else on your mind? You're welcome. Appreciate no, it. No, that's just it. It's, I don't see how they're ever going to sh- uh, shut it down because if they do shut it down, somebody will just come up with a patch and then we'll be able to go right back online. So yep. I don't think they'll ever shut yeah, it down. Yeah, I'm not so worried about that. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. One thing's for sure. The uh, federal government will never be able to stop people from sharing files on the Internet. Unless the entire Internet is somehow taken down, they will never, ever be able to stop this. Right. And what what's happening here is that essentially, you know, the, the people that have been hurt here, these three, 13 people from this mega uploads website who – you know, by everything I'm hearing up to this point, I don't know the whole story uh, by any stretch of the imagination. I haven't heard the government side of this, but, um, you know, they're just running a website where you can upload stuff and you can upload anything. And it's the the government just arbitrarily swoops in and does terrible things to just a few people in order to make sort of examples of them, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, a mother whose uh, kids have downloaded some, uh, you know, songs off the Internet gets charged $60,000 per song. I mean, in Crazy. what world is $60,000 a commensurate punishment for the downloading of a song? If a song, if a, if a CD is worth $12... I, maybe maybe they're fifteen. I don't have any idea. But if it's fifteen dollars and it has fifteen songs on it, that makes a song worth a dollar. How is sixty thousand times that a commensurate punishment? Yeah, well, in, in no way could anyone argue that. Did they throw these people in jail? Is that what happened to them? The the mega uploads people. Uh, I believe that there have been arrests. I'm not sure. We know they've been indicted. Uh, I don't have the the story in front of me right now. Let's see here. Um, yeah, I thought that there was arrest too. That's what uh, I had heard yeah, I from be- the story. I believe there have been arrests, but I don't have it in front of me, so I apologize. Okay. So eight five five four fifty free is the number here tonight. There's other news though, not just the uh, the cyber war that is going on as we speak. What about the most important, the the most uh, the oh, epic yes. piece of civil disobedience that uh, has been seen by the Free State Project in New Hampshire since uh, the in- inception of the Free State Project? Oh, yeah, you've been wanting to talk about this. That's so, uh, right. You should do that. Today, I committed a second-degree felony in the— Are you new, sure you want to admit this on national uh, Absolutely. Radio? In the legislative office building in, um, in, in New Hampshire, the legislative office building in front of the Criminal Justice Committee, mm. in front of about six, maybe four, five, six uh, chiefs of police— that were there to testify sort of on another bill. Now, it, did they know you were committing a, a felony? I actually broadcast that uh, the person who, with whom uh, the uh, my, my accomplice in this, who was a, an adversarial representative, who handed me, because I'm a convicted felon in the state of New Hampshire, and New Hampshire has some sh- epically stupid laws um, regarding felons in possession of weapons, me possessing... A plastic serrated knife that this guy had from his uh, one of those clear ones mm-hmm. that you get in a box of fifty at the grocery store. Yeah, that he uh, that he had for his lunch. Him handing that over to me, I stood in the room and said, "This is a second degree felony, and this man's an accomplice." 
And everybody just kind of ch- – the people that did pay attention chuckled and the one, other ones just went about their business because it's so pointless and, uh, you know, so uh, it has, you know, no relevance to their lives. Obviously, it's a silly part of the law. Uh, but this guy voted against changing the law. All so I want to do is be able to, to cut my stake without committing a felony and so, he voted against it. So every time you, as a felon – Hold on to any sort of knife. It is a, another felony. Is second degree worse than first, or is that better? Second degree is uh, a, a shorter sentence than a first degree felony. Okay. I thought they had like class A, class B. Different, uh, they, it, different states are different ways. I believe they have class A misdemeanors in the state and uh, second degree felonies. I could be wrong, but I Got don't it. believe so. Okay. But you know it's a felony. Yeah. And you you did this. Punished by about 10 years. You did this in front of multiple police chiefs and they, they just thought it was funny um, or ignored you. I, don't, I, don't th- I, I didn't. The p- police chiefs were behind me. I see. So I, I don't know if they looked at each other and thought, what should I do? But mm-hmm. I, I'm of, of the opinion that uh, that they. Oh, actually, you're right. It's a class B felony. Class, class B. Uh, so like three to seven year. years then, basically. So uh, usually it's 10 for something like that. But I thought, I, thought, I thought class B was three to seven years in New Hampshire, but I could be wrong. You about may that. be right. It's, it's far too. Too long for holding a plastic serrated yes, knife. No doubt. Um, and you weren't exactly threatening anyone with the knife. No, I sat down in front of these people to testify uh, about a very bad law in New Hampshire that makes it illegal to possess um, dangerous weapons, which are defined as firearms, knives, and other uh, devices. Let me see. Uh, deadly weapon means a firearm, knife, or other substance or thing which in the manner it is used or intended to be used, threatened to be used, is known to be capable of producing death or serious bodily injury. Now, it doesn't say metal knives. It doesn't say big metal knives. Mm -hmm. It just says knife. And is there a chance they could come after you later on for this? There's no statute of limitations. I mean, the statute of limitations is probably several years. Toll-free number here, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Very brave of you, Mark. I don't know that it's brave. I think it's it's silly. It, it, it shows the absolute abject silliness of this. And can you imagine what it would be like for them if they arrested me for holding and gave me, you know, and charged me with a Class B felony? It for wouldn't this? surprise me if they did. There's more coming up here at 855-453. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society, the wheel, the printing press, the Internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. anything you want 855-453 that's the SACL CAI toll free line 1-855-450-3733 you can join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the varied features we have there on the site including news updates get signed up we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about free talk live go to news.freetalklive.com and sign up to follow us via emailed updates twitter facebook Whichever works best for you, news.freetalklive.com. If you're a cigarette smoker, I was too for many years. Listen to this. The e-cigarette is a device that allows you to vaporize nicotine um, in a manner that is 22,000 times healthier than smoking cigarettes. You can do it just about anywhere. 
and it's far less costly, less than half as much as smoking cigarettes. Interested? You can get a, one of the best-made e-cigarettes on the market today completely free from Vaporsmiths.com. You purchase 40 cartomizers, that's the, the devices that go on the end of the e-cigarette, uh, from Vaporsmiths.com with coupon code FTL, uh, and you know, you can, uh, you'll get free shipping and the free starter kit. That's two e-cigarettes and a uh, charger for the, uh, the starter kit. If you don't want to go online at Vaporsmiths.com, you can call 855-2-GET-VAPOR. You'll start having more money, feeling better, and smelling better. It's 855-2-GET-VAPOR, Vaporsmiths.com. Coupon code FTL. So, again, uh, just another update for you. FBI.gov is, as they call it in the anonymous circles, tango down. <laughs> what does uh, that mean? Have you heard mean? of that before? You've never heard of no. that? I still like the lower, but I on cannon. Yeah, well, that's what they're using to attack the various different uh, federal uh, websites, RIAA website and the MPAA and these other music groups as well. But according to Urban Dictionary, tango down is a term used to describe a terrorist that has been eliminated. I see. So it's a military term uh, used by the special forces to describe an eliminated enemy during a firefight. And so the anonymous group has uh, adopted it for themselves in describing the status of the federal government's websites uh, upon which they are laying siege. Got it. So uh, the FBI website is tango down, according to Anonymous <laughs> at the moment. And you can verify that yourself by going to FBI.gov. So eight five five. I'm amused, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, that's their fight, not mine. Eight five five four fifty three is the toll free number. Mark, you went to a hearing today for a p- proposal that I guess you put together, right? This uh, bill is your bill. You well, wrote this? I mean, uh, it was certainly was uh, with my help. It was uh, you know with me in mind. And what does the bill aim to do? It's well, a in, New Hampshire thing. In New Hampshire, uh, sadly. The free estate in the union has some of the most the most oppressive laws as far as weapons in possession of uh, excuse me felons in the w- possession of weapons. Right. If you're not a felon, it's relatively free as yeah, far as gun. You can pretty much do anything concerned. you want. You can carry a gun on your hip with no. Uh, uh, you don't need any kind of permit or anything like that. But if you're a felon, then they won't even let you carry a plastic knife. Yeah, and f- if you're a felon, uh, you can't have no sticks either. Right. Uh, let me just read this off to you. Uh, owns or has in his possession or under his control. Control. Apparently, this does not apply to female felons. A pistol, revolver, other firearm. Other firearm, uh, by its definition, means any weapon, including a starter gun, which will or is designed to or may readily be converted to expel a projectile by force of gunpowder. So not the federal government's definition of a firearm, which means a, uh, a, a gun, pistol or whatever that was produced after 1899, 1899 or after. This is their own definition, which means any device that expels a projectile with gunpowder. Okay. So um, a slung shot. Okay, a slingshot isn't what you think it is. Not it a is, slingshot. It's not an old way of spelling slingshot. A slingshot is, is a device, is a weight on the end of a rope. That uh, I, you know, I mean, I guess these guys wrote this after seeing streets of fire or something. I okay. mean, you know, it's it's ludicrous. It's not that old of a law. At least the uh, the revisions aren't. But it, slingshot. I mean, who? How many felons are running around with uh, ropes with weights on the end, clobbering people? So you put some them. nickels in the end of a sock. That would be a slingshot. Basically. I think you might be able to pull that off. Metallic knuckles billies a uh, billies um i you know by the way they don't define some of these things um in the definitions uh in the state law so they outlaw it but they don't define it so a billy uh, is also can be referred to as a blackjack is a truncheon a baton a kosh a patty whacker a billy stick a billy club a nightstick a sap a blackjack or a stick 
a stick. Now, that's the <laughs> definition from Wikipedia, but it basically leaves me in the position that I cannot pick up uh, – what, what do they call it? Uh, lawn trash from my yard because I might pick up a stick. Now, I don't know um, because they haven't given a definition here at what point some officer would decide that a twig has turned into a stick. Twigs, I assume, are okay. Sticks are not okay. At what point – Considering I crack logs with a log splitter and, and yeah. heat my house with them, I'm certain I've touched some sticks. So I'm going to go on the record as confessing to another Class B felony here tonight, which is Yikes. the picking up of sticks um, here in the state of New Hampshire. It was nice knowing you, Mark. Yeah, right. I mean, this is just – it's insane. This is an insane law that needs to be redone. And the sad – Mouth breathers. There, there were several of them on this uh, committee. Decided that they did not want to vote against this. I mean, it's it, it, vote minute. for it. I thought, you, for the revision. I thought you won this thing. I did, but there were people that voted against it. Well, of course, they're sick. They, they must be. I mean, they don't want me to they be don't able believe to believe in freedom. They don't believe in rights. They so don't... one of the one of the provisions, and I can understand more so what they're concerned with is black powder pistols would have been made legal by this. The possession of black powder pistols. Now, please take into consideration, as my understanding, that in 49 other states at the District of Columbia, I can possess a black powder pistol. I cannot, however, possess it in New Hampshire. Now, literally, I went over to Bennington Battle Days in Bennington, Vermont, and wielded, um, hefted a uh, a blunderbuss for the purposes of taking a picture with my son. Hey, look, we're with an antique blunderbuss. Um, and this one actually had a, uh, what is the thing that goes on the end? A, uh, a baton, not a baton, a... Uh, you know, you pull it off. A bayonet? Bayonet, that's it. It had a bayonet on the end. So it's doubly, doubly dangerous. Mm. Now, in Vermont, this isn't illegal. It's just me with a old antique civil uh, uh, Revolutionary War weapon. Right. But in New Hampshire, it's a Class B felony, punishable by up to seven years. Wow. Now, uh, this just doesn't make any sense. If legalizing guns for felons means that felons will commit more crimes with those guns, that it must stand to logical reason that since it is legal in 49 other states for felons to possess black powder pistols or pistols produced previous to 1889, that felons would be robbing stores with those pistols produced 1889. Since since legalizing it means that felons will use it for that purpose, right? Well, right. If they were to rob a store with something that were illegal, it would be more charges for them, right? So it would be safer to rob a store with a with something that was legal. Does anybody know in the last 10 years of anybody robbing a store with a black powder pistol? I've never pulling heard of such a, a thing. Pulling out a cult lawmaker from the 19th century and saying, hand it over. I mean, it just... Seems a little unheard of. It does seem highly unheard of. And it's not like they're not going to get... The the aggravated uh, felony of robbing the store. I mean, this is just another charge right. to stack on top. There are lots and lots of people in prison for the only thing, the only crime of possessing a weapon. There are very, 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 very few in for possessing, uh, you know, robbing a store with black powder pistols. It stands to reason that these laws aren't doing anything. If I want to rob a store, I can get a gun. In the next 24 hours.
Believe me, I can do it. I can get a weapon. I can go rob the store. This law isn't preventing anything. And you, didn't you bring this up at the hearing and they all sure. agreed with you, basically? Well, I mean, nobody nobody's disagreed with me. Now, they don't give you – they don't – it isn't a debating forum. They'll ask you some questions and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. But after I had to go sit down and then I'm not allowed to talk anymore, one of them did say that essentially people are coming to our state and trying to change things. And that's why, uh, assumably, that's why he voted against this. So he's talking about the Free State Project? I would assume that's what he's talking about, as if that has anything to do with what I'm talking about. You've got a bad law that hurts people, and you're complaining about something entirely different. I mean, this is the the blind spots that people experience. I'm not going to try to fix an injustice because something bad, because I'm upset about something. Toll-free number here, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Just proof that, uh, you know, if you come into somewhere like New Hampshire and you try to change things, that some people are going to get very upset no matter what you do. As long as the status quo is threatened, they will be upset. It's Free Talk Live. The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest Liberty Forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. Dial in toll-free at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site. They're completely free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy this program and want to help support Free Talk Live, you can go to amp.freetalklive.com and become a Free Talk Live amplifier there for as little as $3 per month. You can use any major credit card via PayPal, or you can use Visa or MasterCard right on our website. Amp.freetalklive.com will take you there. Again, amp.freetalklive.com. You get perks like access to the amp-only call-in lines, amp-only forum and podcast and more. Amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live brought to you by Sacred. CAI. Yep, SACL CAI. They handle collections, early out billing, they purchase charged off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients too. SACL CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right hand side of the page. All right, so uh, we'll continue, and of course, take your calls about anything. Uh, Mark, you, did you have an email you wanted to share yeah, with us? Real something? quick, I've got an email here from uh, Jeremy. He says, Mark, I've got a question. Is it against the principles of liberty for somebody to receive a government disability check? And, um, you know, we get asked this in one form or another on a pretty regular basis. Is it against the, you know, are, are you a bad libertarian if you work for the government or whatever? And i got to say no. Um you know, as far as I'm concerned, the government is an organization that uses uh, force and threats of force to garner money from people. It's stealing. If a thief, a robber, steals money and then goes out to, uh, to the middle of town and then hands out $10 bills, I don't think you're wrong for going and getting one of those $10 bills or two or three. I don't care how many mm-hmm. you get. It doesn't matter to me. Um, so I don't think that that's the case. 
I have concerns which have to do with, um, you know, the, uh, the, the restrictions the government may put upon you for the receipt of their checks. But if those chains less, rest lightly upon you, then I don't see there's any point. There's any problem with it. Yeah, you know, you're recovering some of your money back in that particular case. So I, I can understand that, like, for me, I would try not to. Like, I'm not interested in taking their money. I don't want to. But I understand that if you're if you're in a, a tough situation, if you've got physical maladies and the government essentially has, to some extent, not really fully, but, you know, they would like to monopolize the charitable marketplace. If it's difficult for you to find help through other means, then... I don't see anything wrong with it inherently because the gov- since the government is out there siphoning off what would otherwise be much more productive charitable dollars. Because remember, whenever the government spends money, it does it poorly, inefficiently. It is it fails mostly at it, uh, but you know eventually it will get money to people that are actually in need and can legitimate can legitimately say yes, this is this is helping me, uh, but. Uh, but the local charity uh, in your town or multiple charities, they do a much better job of helping people that are in need because they're accountable. You know, if, they, if they do the right thing, then they get rewarded. If they do the wrong thing, then people can punish them by not giving them money next time around. And so they're much more efficient uh, and judicious with their use of their dollars. And, and so I don't think it takes any uh, – um, when you consider that 70 cents on every welfare dollar goes to middle-class bureaucrats and the government apparatus for which they work – and compare that to uh, the organizations that do charitable work. I, you know, I, mean, I don't think anybody's going to make the argument that the, the government is more efficient. The government right. has one advantage. They can force people to give. But in that advantage, they create for themselves a disadvantage, which is that they don't have the ability to react to the marketplace. They don't know what people want, and then they end up creating all kinds of problems in the process. Right, and one of those problems is the fact that they're displacing those dollars. Those dollars that they're taking by force could otherwise have been given to a a private charity, a local charity, maybe run by a concerned community group or by a church or whomever. Those dollars would have otherwise gone to them, and so therefore that kind of sucks off the uh, the, the marketplace, uh, you know, the, the supply, if you will. It just creates inef- inefficiencies in the marketplace. The more inefficiencies that are in a given uh, system, the more likely it will collapse. My point being, uh, because that money is going to the government, those other organizations aren't getting that money. Therefore, there are fewer organizations out there because there are fewer dollars for them all to chase after. So there aren't as many in the market in the beginning. And secondly, the ones that are in the market don't have as as good of funding as they could otherwise have. So if – so that can lead some people to this this position of well we need the government because these other organizations aren't doing what is necessary. People aren't giving enough. But – if you didn't have the government in place, you would be able to do away with a, a great deal of the fraud. Um, when you consider that the insurance industry claims that 25% of claims are fraudulent, I can only imagine that uh, the government, which doesn't have uh, nearly the, uh, the the wherewithal and the interest in checking on right. people and their uh, the, the, the validity of their claims, likely has a higher level of fraud. I'm not going to say there aren't people that need help. I think that there's probably... I'm just going to guess 50-50. Since the, the insurance companies have 25, I'm just going to say 50-50. I have no idea. Nobody knows. If you don't like my number, 
come up with your own number. Um, I, I say it's 50-50, but at the same time, these other agencies are significantly more efficient. So the government uh, will then... The be, charities are more efficient. The charities saying. are more efficient. So then you get rid of the inefficiencies of uh, you know people being uh, you know using fraud and the um, inefficiencies of the government not having to care whether or not they uh, use the money wisely. The government isn't on the list of charities that use money the the you know least wisely. When you look at you know lots of people make a big deal about how much the CEO of say Red Cross or United Way mm-hmm. or whatever make versus say the Salvation Army or whomever. I don't know. I mean it doesn't matter. I'm just uh, coming up with some numbers that I've seen in the past. But nobody ever puts the government on that list. And all their middle class bureaucrats that are raking in all kinds of great pensions and other perks and bennies. Yeah, it's all true. So, so okay, yeah. So you take the government's disability or you take the government's, uh, what is it, the unemployment check or you know whatever it is that they're offering to you, take it. I would say still use caution because remember you are dealing with a criminal gang. And there may be strings attached to that money that perhaps you won't realize in right. advance. If you act, if you take some money from the Red Cross or the Salvation Army or whomever, they're likely never to come back after you. But if the government decides for whatever reason you're committing fraud and they just seem to pick people when they go after folks. I mean, take mm-hmm. a look at this website we were discussing in the earlier part of the show. They went after one of just a myriad of websites where you can upload stuff. That's right. And they went after them. Now, I don't know if there's more to the story or not. Didn't hear that part. Uh, maybe we'll find out later. But it, it, it so many times it's looked like the government has just turned its eye upon somebody and gone after them. I don't know. Right. And so the more you interact with them, maybe the more likely something like that will happen. Alternatively, there's always the chance that, you know, maybe you start taking this disability payment and it's helping you and you're getting medicine and and all that. But down the line, the federal government changes the rules or they change the rules to make it so you can't get it anymore. Or perhaps they just end the program, which we all know government programs don't generally end, but they can change the rules at will. And there's no liability they have. If they decide that all of a sudden they're going to cut you out of their program, you can't sue them for it. You have, they have no obligation to provide you with the service in the first place, even if they've been providing it to you in the past. So, I had you know, a friend be ready of, for that. I had a friend of mine who was on disability. He was on for several years, many years, for depression. And he got a check enough that he didn't have to work. And then he decided, you know what? I'm going to get a job. I want to not live like this anymore. So he forwent the basically, you know, unenrolled or did whatever one has to do in order to get a job, went and got a job and said, this working thing stinks. I think I'm depressed and <laughs> wanted to get back on government uh, disability. Yeah. And he couldn't do it. He just couldn't get back on. Really? Now, I'm not saying that they're wrong for not having put him back on. I'm not saying they're right for having put him on in the first place. But he had an expectation. He had an expectation he was going to be able to get on, and he couldn't do it. So they thought he was dis- uh, they thought he was depressed until he said, "You know what? I'm going to try not to be depressed anymore." At which point they, you know, ceased to believe that he was depressed. But then when he said he's depressed again, they're like, "Oh no, you were de- not depressed there for one day, and so you can't be depressed anymore." I, you know, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a weird thing. Obviously, mental, mental health issues are kind of clunky and you never know exactly how things are for people. Uh, you know, if I was willing to give somebody money for depression at one point, would I not be willing to give it to them in the future? I think, don't think it, you know, I mean, I think that he needs some kind of help beyond this. And I, maybe it's the best thing in the world for him that he didn't get the money. But I'm just saying, you know, the government's really arbitrary, folks. Yeah. 
So be careful. I mean, you're dealing with a criminal gang here, and I don't care if we're talking about disability or Social Security or the Veterans Administration, you know, military benefits as well. They can all be pulled out from under you at any moment. So it can be very risky to become dependent on these things, which, of course, is a position in which the government would like to place you, to be dependent upon them. Because if you're dependent upon the government, then you're more likely to advocate they stick around. You're more likely to want them to... Uh, to stay in the future. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. All that aside, I can't blame anyone for going ahead and, and doing that deed, especially if you've paid into the system. Why not? More coming up. Hour 3 is next. Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. Free Talk Live. Dial in toll free and bring up whatever you want as we launch here into the third hour of the program. The number for you is 855 453. And that is the SACL CAI toll free line. 1 855 450 3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and you can create the content on the site. So what you see on the front page there was actually put there by listeners like you. And the way that works is you find something online you want to share with our listeners, you submit it as show prep. Over at freetalklive.com, it then appears on the site in the upcoming stories queue. And then others can vote as to whether or not they like or dislike what you've suggested. The most liked will make it to the front page in the top of the website. So go ahead and get on over and get interactive at freetalklive.com. As we go to the phones and to the fun, Nico is on the line listening in Illinois. Nico, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how are you guys today? Super. What's on your mind tonight? Um, I was wondering, you guys uh, use two-way radios during activism events, right? Yes, that is correct. Up here in uh, New Hampshire, we have a bunch of uh, folks who've moved here as part of the Free State Project, and uh, some of us have decided to utilize the uh, communications tool, uh, which is a two-way radio, and it is very effective at getting the word out if something is happening in a very small, uh, localized area. Okay. Um, I was wondering um, if there was any particular reason... Um, why you guys use the Marine Band other than, or rather than GMRS or Family Radio Service or CB or uh, those other alternatives? Well, that's a good question, and you're talking about different uh, sorts of bands where the FCC has set aside uh, people and manufacturers to be able to utilize these frequencies for personal two-way communication. Some of them, like CB and uh, Family Radio Service, are unlicensed, and others, like Marine and and the uh, GMRS radios, are supposedly licensed services. But as a gentleman called and pointed out recently, many of these services people just utilize anyway, and the the feds can't really do anything about it because the FCC doesn't have active listening stations uh, to where they can monitor these bands. They have to rely on people 
essentially complaining to them about folks using those bans without permission. And then they would have to act on that complaint and somehow investigate it and catch the offending parties uh, at, at doing those things. So it would be very, very difficult for them to uh, to crack down. But essentially, uh, they were chosen because the uh, the marine bans, I guess, I uh, it wasn't my choice. It was somebody else who kind of looked into this. Uh, more of a radio geek than I am, and his his uh, perception was that you know marine band isn't as popular as say ham radio or CB, uh, so it would be a little more out of the way for people to come across the communications. It's more powerful. The radios are more powerful than the fa- family radio service. That seems important. And I don't know if they're more powerful than GMRS though, so I'm not sure. Maybe it's simply because he thought that GMRS was more widely distributed than, uh, as far as the radios are concerned, than uh, the marine band. Oh, okay. Well, do you, do you guys ever have any problems of actually stepping on any actual legitimate marine communications? Well, I don't. I've never heard. Have you ever heard one? Really? Wow. Okay. I've that's, I've that's... never heard anything like that. Uh, so no. Um, I mean, there's there's I mean, dozens of channels out there, and yeah. uh, you know, people aren't using. There is one on the marine band. There is one channel that's designated for emergency purposes. Obviously, we're not using that channel. Uh, so there you go. Okay, so um, obviously it's licensed. So is it really easy to to be able to get a radio, or do you have to somehow prove that you have a license or something like that? You know, I've only just heard that it's licensed. Honestly, I've never looked into it. Uh, as I recall, when I when you spot I, radio on the internet. Yeah, as I recall, when I opened the package, I didn't recall seeing any kind of warning about you better look out. The FCC is going to get you. Uh, so. Print. <laughs> yeah, I, I really, honestly, I don't know anything about the legalities of it, I, and I don't really care. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm just curious. Very good. Anything else on your mind tonight, Nico? No, thank you. Thanks you guys for, have a good night. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. 855-450-FREE is the SACL CAI toll-free line. As we continue here, Frank is in New York. You're on Free Talk Live, Frank. Frank in New York. Are you there, sir? Sounds like he's listening to the phone, the, uh, the 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 feed in the background. That's generally a very poor way to uh, to sit on hold. So we're going to put him back on hold. Uh, just a, just a note for anyone planning to call to uh, call into the show: listen on the phone. It may be tempting to listen via your computer speakers or your radio. It can be because, convenient at times because certainly. it will sound better. Because uh, phones don't generally sound very. And plus, good. you don't have to hold the phone to your head. Right, but unfortunately, that means that when we pick up the line, you won't be there, and it'll sound like that. So in the meantime here, of course, you can uh, take control of the airwaves. Now, there's more detail coming out, by the way, on the mega upload case over at uh, ArsTechnica.com. They've got more information from the 72-page indictment that has been uh, released by the federal government. They've arrested... uh, not quite half a dozen employees of this mega upload website, and... I guess they've also gone after the enigmatic founder who's apparently named Kim.com, as in his last name is .com. .com. In a 72 that does sound enigmatic. Uh, they say here that the site's employees were paid lavishly and spent lavishly. The graphic designer, a 35-year-old Slovakian... As if that has anything to do with anything, okay. ...made more than $1 million in 2010 alone. The indictment goes after six individuals who, between them, owned 14 Mercedes-Benz automobiles with license plates such as Police, Mafia, V, Stone, CEO, Hacker, Good, Evil, and 
perhaps presciently, guilty. The group also had a 2010 Maserati, 2008 Rolls-Royce, and a 1989 Lamborghini. Sounding stranger all the time, Ian. They had not one but three Samsung 83-inch TVs, two Sharp 108 TVs, someone owned a Predator statue, motorbikes, jet skis, <laughs> artwork, and even 60 Dell servers could all be forfeit to the government if it can prove its case against the members of the mega conspiracy. And the case is a major one involving international cooperation between the U.S., Hong Kong, the Netherlands, U.K., Germany, Canada, and the Philippines. Makes you wonder how, what kind of uh, cooperation they'd get in those circumstances if uh, there wasn't something wrong with uh, what this website's doing. Makes in addition to the arrest, 20 search warrants were executed today in multiple countries. Going after Mega Upload, one of the most popular sites in the world, might seem to be a strange choice. As an example of its scale, Mega Upload controlled 525 servers in Virginia alone and had another 630 in the Netherlands and many more around the world. For years, the site had claimed to take down unauthorized content when notified by rights holders. It has a registered DMCA. It is, excuse me, it. It has registered a DMCA agent with the U.S. government and created a so-called abuse tool and given rights holders access to it. It has negotiated with companies like Universal Music Group about licensing content. And in 2011, CEO Kim.com reached out to PayPal and told them that their legal team had uh, determined that their competitors were involving themselves in criminal activity by paying for pirated content and essentially they snitched out uh, some of their competitors to Mm. paypal telling paypal that the sites pay everyone uh, even those people who upload pirated content and that they are using paypal to pay them so trying to give paypal a, a heads up on that live by the sword but the government asserts Mega Upload merely wanted the veneer of legitimacy, while its employees knew full well the site's main use was to distribute infringing content. Indeed, the government points to numerous internal emails and chat logs from employees showing that they were aware of copyrighted material on the site and even shared it with each other. That ain't going to be good. Because of this, the government says the site does not qualify for a safe harbor of the kind that protected YouTube from Viacom's $1 billion lawsuit. For instance, the abuse tool allegedly does not actually remove the file being complained about by a rights holder. Instead, it only removes a specific web address that linked to that file. But there might be hundreds of such addresses for popular content. Well, it, I mean, if, if all they can do is remove the web address, right? Well, they could pull the file down from their server. Okay. They're saying that they they didn't do that. Mega Uploads employees apparently knew how the site was being used. When making payments through its Uploader Rewards program, employees sometimes looked through the material in those accounts first. Ten-plus popular full DVD rips, split files, a few small porn movies, some software with key generators, wares, said one of these notes. The DMCA does not provide a safe harbor to sites who actually have knowledge of infringing material and do nothing about it. In a 2008 chat, one employee noted that we have a funny business, modern days pirates, to which the reply was, we're not pirates, we're just providing shipping services to pirates, said one employee. So, yeah, that's that's not looking good. Yeah, that ain't going to go well for them. Um, you know, I'm not saying that uh, people shouldn't be able to share things that they uh, they possess, uh, especially when that doesn't, uh, you know... It, it, it doesn't take anything from the person who uh, originally possessed it, but and I think there's a lot of arguments to be had for especially uh, sharing things that, where people don't make money off of it, but uh, it ain't going to look good. Let's come back with more here in a moment. 855-450-FREE. More about what's going on with Mega Upload, and is what they did wrong, even if they knew what it was being used for? It's Free Talk Live. 
DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. Toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And, of course, you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Got lots of features, and we give them to you. Go there and enjoy listening options, including broadband and dial-up versions of our live streams. They are around the clock available to you. You can hear the latest episode of Free Talk Live there at any time. In addition to that, we'll give you the list of radio stations you can tune into, AM and FM across the country, over a hundred of them. Our satellite listening options include XM Satellite Radio as well as our free-to-air KU band channel and the webcam and listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance and listen that way. Go to listen.freetalklive.com to learn more. If you're Time is so monopolized that you just don't feel like you've got enough time in the day to sit down with a book and go through it. Well, you know, welcome to the club. <laughs> so many people feel this way. But, you know, if you're anything like me, you feel like there's some business books that you just need to uh, you know read through but you just don't have the time um here's a, a couple at uh, audible.com red alert investigation of a, a looming threat great by choice from the greatness guru uh, toyota way of lean leadership and uh, many many more the 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 big short inside the doomsday machine and how to win friends and influence people there's a there's a classic uh, all these books if you need to any of these books if you uh, need to get your business reading done you can do that at audible.com uh, that's actually there's a website audiblepodcast.com/ftl where you can go get your a free download any of these books i've mentioned or any others audiblepodcast.com/ftl they make it fast, easy, and affordable. I've gone and downloaded over there. It is a it's an easy process to uh, to go through. If I can do it, you can do it. And go get your free download from audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. So we're talking about mega upload and how it has been taken down by the federal government. It's a, it was a huge website doing all kinds of business, over $175 million apparently is what they at least have, have earned uh, from advertising revenue. Just basically a site that allows anyone to upload anything they want to to it, then send that link out to whomever they like and have people download those files. And ostensibly, that should have been it. It should have been, you know, this is our service. We provide it. We're hands off. We don't know what you're uploading. We don't know what you're downloading. Have fun with it. That should have been where it ended for Mega Upload. But it looks like some of their employees were aware that some people were using Mega Upload for transferring pirated files uh, on the Internet. And... The federal government's claim is that they didn't do anything about it. And what I'd like to know is why would they be obligated to? How is it that I, as a website operator, even if I know that someone is posting pirated material on my website, how is it that I am obligated to become the federal government's enforcer of their copyright laws? But just besides the fact that they're going to put me in a cage if I don't do it. What is my obligation to do those things? 
I well, I don't think you have an obligation, uh, but you know, in this case, there's some level of involvement. Look, I I don't think this is right either, but there's some level of involvement of uh, of your company because you're the place where the uh, if as far as the government's concerned, this is stolen. These are stolen items. If you take stolen stolen items and store them in your uh, place of business for someone else, then you've participated in this uh, If action. I took the stolen item, that would be true. But if my place of business is an open hub where anybody can walk in, put something there, and I don't know necessarily that well, it's there. But you do know, then you participated. Well, if someone alleges that there's a stolen item in my business, uh, it's not my obligation to investigate the truth to that claim. If someone up- uploads a file that says copyrightedsoftware.zip, you know, it's not my obligation to inter- enter that zip file to confirm or deny whether or not there is indeed copyrighted software in there and do something about it. But all that said, essentially that's what's coming down to is the federal government saying that, well, Mega Upload, if they'd known that there was pirated software or file shared software on their servers, should have done something. And I don't think they should have. Your thoughts are welcome at 855-450-FREE. We can tell you more about it in a moment here. Also, take your calls about anything. Steve's on the line listening in St. Louis. Um, Steve, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hi there. Hey, Steve. What's on your mind tonight? So I had some concerns about, um, well, common law. Like, uh, you know, throughout the years, people have understood that you don't, you don't assault someone else. You don't take away their freedom. Mm-hmm. You don't steal from them. You know, you don't hurt them. And as long as you do that, then you can live peacefully amongst all the other people. Sounds about it's right. Fine, right? Yep. But, yeah. But ultimately, what it comes down to is sometimes you get in uh, arguments disagreements with other people. Maybe they don't like your ideas, you know, what you're trying to say. Like maybe about what we're talking about here, uh, you know, with the uh, anti-piracy laws and whatnot. Certainly so a possibility. If they don't like your ideas, though. Hello? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, what was, where were you going with this? Mark a chance to talk to I was just saying it was certainly a possibility. I was only interjecting briefly. Go right ahead. Okay. But yeah, if you disagree with somebody on something um, and you're not hurting that person, you're not taking anything away from them, you're not, you know, attacking them or stealing their property, you should be able to have um, a disagreement with somebody. But I think what happens is in some of these cases, people get so upset about their disagreement that they try and make laws to keep someone from disagreeing with them. I think that's kind of related to what we're talking about here. Like that's what they're doing. They're making laws against you know individuals who want to uh, you know go onto these websites and download something. Well, you know, it's it's it, it, it is a little more than a disagree. It's an unusual sort of disagreement. This disagreement is based on the idea of whether or not intellectual property exists, basically. And so it's not your average uh, sort of if, he said, she if said. If it does thing. exist, if it does exist in the way that the government claims it exists, then um, then one is aggressing against one's neighbor. I don't think that that's true. But if it does, then then that's the case. So, I mean, it's it's really it sort of boils down to does intellectual property exist or doesn't it? And if it does exist, in what form does it take? And those kind of things. 
Yeah. No, I would agree with that. But this, this can come down to even a more uh, basic disagreement, like between friends or family or whatever, where you just, you know, you're, you're explaining to somebody, this is the way I feel, and they tell you, well, no, I don't agree with you. And it's wrong. And at some point, the government gets involved and tries to make laws about that. I think freedom is pretty simple. I think you just don't aggress against anyone else. You don't hurt them, and you don't steal from them. That's freedom. If only more people agreed with there's you, no Steve. Reason, there's no reason to make laws like other than that. Well, the reason that they make laws is so lawyers can have uh, work, and so the police can have more uh, things to generate revenue from. And I, d- I tend to agree with you. I, I wish more people thought like that, and that's why we need to get uh, people that think like that together all in the same place. And, of course, that's what the Free State Project is all about. Thank you, Steve, for the call tonight at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Let's get people who love freedom and those ideas together all in the same geographic location so we can help influence our neighbors to also think similar things and then maybe throw off the shackles of this crazy federal government that we're having to deal with. We're coming up here at 855-450-FREE. You take control. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. Talk Live, toll-free number, 855-450-FREE. SACL CAI, toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features we give to you there, including our mobile site. If you have a smartphone and you'd like quick access to our live streams and podcasts, just go to m, as in mobile.freetalklive.com. You can access both our broadband and dial-up stream from there, m.freetalklive.com. Of course, it's free like the rest of our website. Now, we were just talking about uh, the ideas of peace and liberty and freedom and how it is that if we actually want to achieve these things, it makes the most sense to me at least, and I think, Mark, you agree, to move people together who love the ideas of liberty. That makes sense. It, it's certainly better than most of the ideas. Uh, sitting sitting around and uh, advocating for the ideas of liberty right where you are, certainly not the worst thing to do, but not as efficient as it could be, perhaps. That wasn't working for me, so I picked up and I moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, and hundreds of other people who are of like mind have done the very same thing. They've settled in here. They're making a new life for themselves, making new friends, getting new you know, uh, jobs and contracts and starting new businesses. And it's just going to keep getting better as more people show up. There's actually a camera crew in town, Mark. They were here today uh, to do uh, to shoot an interview with me, and they've been shooting footage of activism going on around here in Keene. They're going to create a what they call a sizzle reel and also a pilot episode for what could be a reality TV show based in the Shire. Oh, my. Which I think is pretty interesting. So, uh, you know, it's happening here, and it's not happening anywhere else. People are getting together only here. How many other areas do you know of where there's an influx of liberty-minded people moving there? How for the many? purpose of doing uh, liberty-oriented Right, for things. the purpose of being active and achieving liberty in our lifetime. How many other places? It's just not happening. 
So if you want to join up, go to freestateproject.org and also learn about the Liberty Forum, which is a great time for you to come here and meet many of the voices that you hear on the air on Free Talk Live via either behind the mics or on the phones. You'll meet some of the great uh, Liberty personalities up here. You'll also get to meet some great special speakers like Carlos Miller from Photography is Not a Crime, Jody Emery from Cannabis Culture Magazine, Peter Schiff, uh, the investment advisor. He'll be doing a keynote address and will be giving a seminar, as I understand it. Uh, Prax Girl will be there as well as Joel Salatin, the, uh, who's also a keynote speaker at the event. He is the author of You Can Farm, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Starting and Succeeding in a Farming Business. Those aren't the only guest speakers, though. There's a bunch of them. And you can go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum to learn more about who the speakers are. In addition, as I understand it, they have just posted the official schedule for the event. So if you've been waiting and waiting and waiting, you still haven't bought your tickets yet, you wanted to see who was going to be speaking when on what day, maybe you're someone who can only make it up on Saturday, you can't make it for the full Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday event, uh, or you know if there's only certain times you can come up, you want to know exactly what's happening on each day, go and check it out now. The schedule is up at freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. And of course, all the hotel details are there and everything. When you sign up, when you buy the tickets, use our coupon code and save yourself 10%. Coupon code is FTL2012. Again, that's FTL2012 to save 10% on the Free State Project's Liberty Forum. Go to freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum, and we'll see you there. Free Talk Live will be broadcasting live throughout the entire event. So we'll continue here. 855-450-FREE is the number we've been talking about. Mega upload. We can get back into that as necessary. But first, we go to you and your thoughts. Robert is listening in Huntsville to WBHP. Robert, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, called uh, called a couple days ago, very end of the show, and I get you guys had to move on, but uh, and I just want to barely touch on this. I want two separate subjects if I have time. You know, okay. if not, it's okay. Um, but the and I am a libertarian, by the way, so let me go ahead and preface that. And I agree with uh, almost everything you guys stand for. Maybe even more hardcore on some some issues, but. Um, so the far as like you, you had brought up about the eBay, uh, you know, as far as drugs not being regulated and what have you and do it like an eBay system where people vote, you know, and if it's good, then obviously the, the better, more, uh, legitimate groups would get the better ratings and whatever. Are, are you referring to the Silk Road? Before you go on, you're referring to the Silk Road and uh, this uh, sort of uh, black and gray market that they have there uh, through which right. people deal in bitcoins and receive uh, user ratings, um, even though they remain anonymous. Well, and, and, and so I've got a scenario that, you know, I'd like, I'd like to hear your opinion and don't want to dwell on it too much because there's another avenue I'd love to venture into. But what about, like, somebody that's got a perfect rating? Like, I have an eBay perfect rating, all positives, you know, upwards of 2000 and I get hard up for money. And uh, then some crooks that want to come to me and say, you know what, I will quote-unquote hack your account, let me sell a thousand of my gadgets on, under your name, and uh, people will think it's awesome because you've got a, such an incredible writing. You know? You're asking what would happen if someone threatened you with. Uh... Not threatened, uh, invited. Let's say I was hard up for money. The economy sucks. I'm not doing well. I mean, uh, you know, I'm making, I'm barely making ends meet. Some. You know, less than you know, less than upfront 
person comes to me and says, I've got a product, I, you know, I'm not even going to tell you about it, okay, but I want your account, I'm going to hack it so you have no, um, you know, there won't be any liability on your part. Plausible Give deniability. Your your, Give me your name and your, uh, you know, your, your, your uh, password, and here's, here's cash money and see you later. So you're, does this happen on eBay? It, absolutely it could. No, does it? I'm, I'm not off. asking. Been, I have been ripped off on eBay. I have, uh, you know, things have gone poorly with me on, on eBay. I mean, I don't know that I've been ripped off necessarily, but, um, you know, you're, I, I'm just wondering, is eBay going to say, oh, yeah, your, you know, your account uh, got hacked? I mean, if you've got a reasonable password and stuff like that. To some extent, this sounds like eBay's fault for not having enough, uh, not eBay, oh. but uh, this this uh, this auction site uh, that we're referring to. It would sound like their right. fault for not having enough uh, fail-safes well, wait in a place. Minute. I don't know if I'm quite clear on what what it is you're you're bringing up here so let me see if i'm straight on this you're saying that you've got a great ebay rating you're falling on tough times you need money some unscrupulous person comes by and says that he needs to he wants to use your account because you've got good ratings maybe he's going to sell a questionable product of some sort and he offers you some sort of cash uh, amount up front in order to gain access to your account by which he could then use to sell his maybe questionable product on ebay and yes. and you're saying that this is bad. Uh, that it sounds bad. My question would be, what kind of tyranny am, should I have to deal with because a bad a bad thing is possible? Well, I, I think that it would it would localize things more. I mean, I think that then people would be very more distrusting of random great ratings, and they would learn to trust more of the tighter friends they've got. And for example, Amazon. I no longer. I don't care how many positive responses, some five stars people have, you know, of these books. I want to see the negatives, and I'll rate them, I'll rate them by the negative. They're all going to have some negative ratings. If they have none, then I, I question that. And so I'm just saying, you know, and again, I don't want to dwell on it. So I, you're it not advocating. Okay, I guess what I don't understand is, like, are you advocating something as a result of this? Because, sure, fraud can happen in a in a marketplace. I mean, obviously, that's a possibility. That's why eBay has the rating system in the first place. It's not foolproof. I mean, clearly, you've come up with an instance where, in theory, right. someone could uh, use the, you know, kind of do an end run around the rating system. But I would imagine that if this person is selling a questionable product, that all of a sudden their your ratings will start to go down and if you've got you know a night a hundred percent and then all of a sudden you go down to ninety five percent and all the recent uh, if you look at eBay and their feedback it'll show you within the last six months and then within the last you know oh, uh, sure. eight months See, or whatever what I'm saying is uh, and, and again I, it, listen I so that guy wouldn't be able to get away with it what I'm saying is freedom. that guy wouldn't be able to get away with scamming people for very long so I don't know how much money it would be worth for him to buy your account away from you it seems Seems very well, unlikely. Saying, you're right. You're, he wouldn't last for long unless he's got, let's say, 500 for sale. I mean, you can put any quantity you want to on there for sale, and if it at a great price for a terrible product. Yeah. And I'm talking. Let's just say. A I see what you. I see what you're saying. Like I don't understand what your point. I, I guess I don't understand where you're going with this. So we'll bring you back here in a uh, moment, Robert. Uh, more in a moment with Robert at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. So a uh, system can be scammed and manipulated. So what? For the most part, it's not. 
Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our more than 100 radio stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever you want and dial in toll-free at 855-453. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And, of course, uh, you can join us uh, via various different methods to get interactive on the site. There's uh, the Free Talk Live BBS, the bulletin board system. There's the chat room as well. If you go to the CAM page at cam.freetalklive.com, there are other listeners in the chat room, usually every single night of the week. And you can interact with them. You can also watch and listen to the show at the same time because it's the CAM page, cam.freetalklive.com. As we continue here with Robert listening in Huntsville to WBHP, and Robert, you've pointed out the uh, that the eBay system, yeah, the, the the feedback system that they have there, could be flawed to some extent. In that, if you were hard up for cash and someone uh, who is an unscrupulous seller wanted to, they could perhaps buy your account from you uh, for some unknown sum of money, and then you would then step away from it as they utilized your account and your good reputation to market their questionable products, thereby ruining the reputation of your account down the line. Uh, you've essentially pointed out a potential hole in their system, but as, of course, is the case, most people aren't going to do this, and the the eBay reputation system works very, very well for the most part. Obviously, there could be exceptions, one of which you may have discovered. But I guess I'm wondering what the relevance of you pointing this out is. Robert? Do we have Robert back? I believe in, you know, drugs. Listen, you are in charge of your body. And you're in charge of buying whatever you want to buy and putting in whatever you want to put in. Um, it's just that, obviously, there, there are other situations similar to like that that could happen, and it's not a fail-proof system. And so, well, who said it was full? Who said it was fail-proof? That people obviously then overcompensate by making the war on drugs and all of you know the whole. All of that just be uh, just overblown. So I'm just saying. Well, well hold on. Um, Who said that eBay's rating system was fail proof? I, I think eBay. I think they're all fail. They're, I, I think they're all uh, failures for the most part. Um, you've got to, you've got to be able to weed through there. Amazon's rating system and all of that. Uh, I, I don't. I don't believe in any. Do you believe in all of everything you read on on Amazon and eBay? Well, no. Of course, you can't believe everything you read. But I think. But that, if a guy's got a hundred percent rating on eBay, yeah, I generally believe he's going to send me my stuff. Yeah, I mean, I've always had right. good experiences if, if, with. If it's him, if it's him, you know, and if he hadn't been hacked. 
like, example. I don't. Okay, I don't so worry I'm, about these things happening. Look, if you're afraid of that, then you go away from. Don't use online uh, retail and or go don't to buy. go to the big box stores and walk into Walmart or Target or whatever, and then you can you know know exactly what it is you're getting. Of course, you won't get any reviews in those cases, and but, they'll shake you down and check the right. receipt on the way out. But uh, you know, that's right. Look, and you got a refund. You got a refund policy. I don't sit on right. eBay so, and worry about. I don't. You know, if I'm gonna get a toner cartridge for my printer or something like that, I don't worry. Oh my God, is this person's how, uh, account uh, hacked? I mean, it just doesn't even that doesn't even cross my mind. You're gonna get ripped off a few times in your life, well, no matter we're talking what. About, you're talking about in today's world. I'm talking about in a, in a, in a libertarian world where all dr- let's say drugs were legal. You, because that was the preface of your of your of your discussion. Before. Why are drugs, drugs even factoring into this conversation? With an eBay rating system. So okay, so let's say I've sold a couple of uh, marijuana ten dollar bags that everybody loves, four hundred plus ratings. Everybody's loving it. Then all of a sudden, somebody's selling ecstasy. Okay, that wants to ha- you know quote unquote hack my account, sell it for twenty dollars. It's the best stuff ever, and pull off about twenty thousand. I mean, you don't think stuff like that can happen? I, first of all, I don't understand why you're bringing that into this, but if, if you're talking about a world in which drugs are legal, I can walk down to the corner store and buy some there. I, I wouldn't have to buy it online. Well, it, with the exception of you could get killed walking down the corner, but you what? Know, it's a lot easier to, to, to shit. What world are you? FedEx, Mr. FedEx man's delivering it to your door. I am so confused by this call right now. I, I'm sorry, Robert. Maybe maybe I'm just misunderstanding you. Why am I going to get killed walking down to CVS to buy some pot or if, in a world where pot's legal? In a world where drugs are legal. Well, you know, I mean, the fact of the matter is, most people that buy drugs that let's say they go to church, let's say they go to, they have a high, let's say they're the mayor of the town, they pretty much probably privately rather it get delivered in a private box to their door rather than go down and buy it at the CVS where everybody sees them walking out the store. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people go and buy alcohol. I haven't seen the mayor at the liquor store, but it wouldn't bother me if I did. So I don't understand why that means I'm going to get killed for walking to the CVS to buy some drugs. Metaphorically speaking, guys, come on now. I'm just metaphorically another, speaking. Maybe we should move on to the second issue because <laughs> I am so I am so confused. But yeah, let, let's just move to the next issue because I don't understand uh, what you're the saying. Other issue, the other issue I've got is New New which I've never been to your state, right? I live in Alabama, uh-huh. um, but in a free state, I would expect one avenue, uh, let's say sports, for example, to be dominant, even though it's a very, very, very teeny tiny state, to be dominant because if it's a free state, that would mean people can go to whatever school they would gravitate, the best athletes would gravitate towards the best coach who would have the best team and in different avenues would have the best sports. And I don't know New Hampshire having any sports presence. Uh, New Hampshire is not the free state. It is a an oppressed state, just like every state is. So, okay. I may, maybe you, you are you new to the show? No, I've been listening. I mean, on and off. I, I okay. usually don't listen this late. But well, I it's a project. We, it. We're we're members of the Free State Project, which means there's a project, and that means that there's stuff to do. So there's a lot of problems here in New Hampshire. It is not free. Uh, there is no freedom here whatsoever. It is. It's not- the freest state uh, as rated by the Mercatus Center, but that's like saying it's the best form of cancer. Um, sure. You know, right. Uh, you know, right. I mean, it's it's got all the challenges that free the smaller places have. You know, generally and. 
understood. I, I, I've coached uh, basketball, and I, I just thought, my goodness, if, they, if there was actually a state like that that had freedom and where folks could go to whatever school they wanted to and, and gravitate to whatever, um, you know, they're not delegated to the, to the corner school that they, that they just happen to live in, then, man, there, there could really be some fantastic programs of all different varieties. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, obviously, you know, freedom I'd, I'd say theoretically works. that all businesses would thrive in a uh, more free market, it just Absolutely. a more free market, not just a free market. Um, so, you know, I would I would agree that sports would probably to some extent, too. There will be challenges in the area of, um, you know, timing. It's going to take a while for all these things to sink in and for the best in, in the world to, to gravitate to to a place where they would make more money and have more freedom. But um, and also the problems of being a small state and uh, the the impingements of the federal government upon them and things like that. Right. So yeah. All right. So yeah. Uh, yeah, freedom's good. That's why we're that's why we're working towards it. But we've got a long way to go, and that's why we're trying to get as many people to move here as possible. If New Hampshire already was a free place, it wouldn't be hard to recruit people to move here. They'd want to move here be- because it'd be a better place to live. Uh, it's you know it's a little more free than uh, than some other places, and there's a lot of work that needs to be done in order to make it you know the the undeniably most free place in the world and very attractive. So this this is a project, and we want people who want to be activists to to come up here and that's what that's what we've been recruiting for but since you know since we're done with that issue i'd like to go back what would make you think i'm going to get robbed going to the corner store uh, to buy some ecstasy well okay and that was that was a poor not robbed if it's legal i'm just saying in the south there are um people that social um negativity towards other people like let's say for example if you're known to smoke weed you are a outcast you're a loser okay if you're known to do coke or drugs or whatever people are all into everybody's business especially in the smaller towns and all that number okay the point being is you're more apt if you're in one of those situations where you're higher up in society in a smaller town in the south I don't know about the West, I don't know about the North, I don't know about the Midwest, but I do know the South, where you're definitely more apt if you see where you can get a potentially very good product of what you want in the privacy of your own home delivered to your door, you'll pay a little more to get that. That than makes sense. Exposing yourself to go down to the store and and Mr. Uh, Joe Bob, uh, uh, you know. Uh, I spent twenty six years in the South uh, before. Well, I don't think that it matters where it is. Um, so. You know, you do understand in a world where drugs are legal and people are allowed to put the drugs into their system, the drugs won't be nearly as expensive. So therefore, ripping somebody off for something that would, say, be the equivalent cost of, say, an aspirin pill probably wouldn't be worth right. besmirching your name. Most people in the South, when they go to the liquor store, aren't getting robbed uh, blind when they're going it home It sounds like your, your scenario includes the uh, assumption that prices for drugs, and, um, illicit would drugs, the same. would be the same. And Thanks, Robert. Be. We're out of time. See you tomorrow night freetalklive.com if you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate well i know a guy who's really great it's the porcupine realtor do you want a home with 20 acres a lakeside cabin any takers for renters buyers and sellers too mark warden is the guy for you 
PorcupineRealtor.com.